beautiful humans. Welcome to another episode of Role Models, Juicy Conversations with Beautiful Humans. I'm Jennifer Norman, founder of the Human Beauty Movement and your host. This podcast thrives on your support. So if you like what you hear, follow us, rate us, review us, and share this episode with everyone you know across your networks. So today we're going to talk about the comeback and how you are stronger and more resilient than you know to overcome any setback. My special guest is Kelsey Kenry. Kelsey is a business mentor for impact-driven CEOs and entrepreneurs. She rose from the darkness of nightly binge drinking, three arrests, and a jail cell to become the thriving business owner, author, speaker, wife, and mother of three that she is today. Welcome, Kelsey. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm delighted to have you here. Now, many of the guests that I have on this show, I've selected because they embody the phoenix rising from the ashes, and you are absolutely that. Overcoming trauma and hardships is not easy, and so the more that I shine a light on how others did it, I believe it will help inspire others to find their own strength to persevere and thrive as well. So I'd love for you to tell us what you were like in those early dark days and what your wake-up call was. Mm, Yeah, so I'm going to start with the last part of that question first my wake-up call actually as you introduced me was that third arrest that was the moment where everything changed for me I woke up in the medical unit at the county jail and there was a moment where I stood up and I met myself and my eyes in the mirror and I always say that like a mirror changed my life and so I became one and that was the moment to where I had to take responsibility for where I was and the life that I had created was a product of my own choices. And while it was definitely, you know, very much a punch in the gut to take that responsibility, it also, you know, with awareness comes change. And I took my power back in that moment by saying, if you created this result, what can you create if you choose differently? And Mm -hmm. so that was my wake up call. I didn't want to live like that anymore. And I knew that with the path that I was on that I probably would not have lived much longer. And so I chose to change my entire life. I mean that in every single aspect, I was so scared. I didn't know, you know, I had built this life around partying. I was a bartender. It was all that I really knew was that kind of social life. You know, I love people and being around people. And I knew that I was going to lose all my friends. And I, you know, I was so scared of that and so scared of all the change that I would have to make. But in those early days and those dark days when I was in a very, very deep and dark valley, I always remembered there being some sort of glimmer of hope that like there is something there that is bigger. I didn't know what I was meant for or where I was going or how exactly I was going to get there, but I knew that there was something else. And that's a big part of like why I do what I do now, but in those stages, what was really the most helpful thing for me is like I said, I had to basically peel everything back. I had to come back to ground zero. I had to start over. And so finding new support, finding people who could be in my corner, reaching out, life coaching, therapy, just filling myself with as much support. Like once I really harness the power of being able to change my internal state, that's when I fell in love with fitness. And it was just like a a new commitment 
commitment and a new devotion to living and living differently. So I would say that, you know, that was my wake up call in those dark days, those very hard and hopeless days were made just a little bit easier because I was so committed to creating something different that I asked for as much help that I could. Mm, Amazing. Thank you so much for being so open and sharing all of that. And I feel that a lot of people nowadays, there is this sense of overwhelm and they use various coping mechanisms in order to just get through the day, either to numb Mm -hmm. a certain feeling or a certain emotion that is happening, or just to push off some decision-making and some important things that are going on in their life. And I think turning to drink or turning to partying is a very common behavior, isn't it? And so Mm -hmm. I've actually been experiencing a lot of that with some friends and family members that are in, you know, my space now. And it seems I always wonder is like, is it because I'm just aware of it that it seems like it's escalating? Or (laughs) or am I attracting like, uh, how is this happening? But yeah, it seems like more and more people are just not knowing what to do in order to get out of it once they get into it. And so life coaching, therapy, those things that you turn to when you realize I've got to look myself in the mirror and make a change for the better and I better do it now or else it's I'm not going to be here very much longer. Mm-hmm. That was your way of digging out of that dark space, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like I had always been very resilient. And I think that sometimes as powerful as we are as women, sometimes our strengths are also our weaknesses. And because I had you know been so independent, because I had been through so much, because I had survived everything that I'd been through up until that point, I think that I was resistant to asking for help, convinced that I could do it by myself. But that turned into a constant cycle of me never getting where I actually wanted to go because I wouldn't allow myself to be supported. And so that was the biggest change for me was allowing myself to be supported in new ways. Yeah, that is a very good point when you feel like you can just do it on your own without the help of others. And you realize that, you know, there are more answers out there than you yourself may be able to manage at a specific time, especially when faced with a lot of tendencies and habits and proclivities. And so getting that assistance that you need, that vulnerability of asking for help and being open to receiving help and being open to hearing some things that might not feel very good, might not sound like something that you want to hear, but ultimately, you know, is true about yourself is one of the very first and most important parts of the process in order to heal. Yeah, I agree. I agree so much. And I think that there is such a beautiful change that can happen when we allow ourselves that support, when we start to see asking for help as powerful instead of weak when we start looking at like this is what I'm really good at and this is what I still need some additional help with and just like allowing yourself to feel that and be a part of something that is bigger than you that you can get a new perspective you can you know face that mirror you can take accountability for what is yours it's just that's where real change occurs and I wanted to focus a little bit on that word power for a quick moment because 
because I think to your point, it can be taken in a couple of different ways. Like, oh, I have the power. I am empowered. I don't need anybody else's help. You know, empower, empower, empower. And so, yes, as women and also men, the belief that power means I should be able to handle this on my own. But on the other side, what happens is you're also playing the victim and feeling that these things are happening to you and it's others to blame. And there's a relinquishing of power to whatever you're susceptible to, right? So can you talk a little bit more about, you know, you talk about bringing a whole new level of power into the room so that you can reach your potential. So I'd love to hear what do you mean by that? Mm, Yes. So it's very interesting because when I think about power, I teach women how to become their own power source, not in the way of not asking for help, but not seeking external change before you change internally. Meaning that so many of us give our power away to external circumstances. We give our power away to other people. We let other people in situations and circumstances and responsibilities determine how we show up and how we lead and how we move in our lives. And what I believe is when you are connected to you as your power source, you move differently because you no longer need external validation. You don't need permission. You don't need all the things that we were taught, especially as women, to need. We are so taught and trained to focus on external achievements and external accomplishments that has become, we ignore our intuition. We ignore the things that we really want. But when you are connected to your power, when you are your own power source, then you don't need anybody to tell you, like I said, to give you permission to tell you that it's okay to tell you you can proceed. When you feel powerful and you trust yourself, because that's really the key to being your own power source is is cultivating deep self-trust, is that you, like I said, you move differently. You move with more certainty. You move with more confidence. And that's what I believe about power. Yeah. And many of us have blind spots when it comes to our own self-reflection. We'll very easily see what's wrong with somebody else or judge somebody else for even like what they're wearing or whatnot. But it's so difficult for us to be able to see that without somebody else mentioning it. And then, you know, it becomes uncomfortable if you don't receive it very well. And so I'm curious, Mm -hmm. like, what are some of the biggest gaps that you see people facing that prevents them from having true freedom and success in their lives? It's it kind of goes back to I think there's a few things here. I think number one is the inability to ask for help. And I believe that I do think that we have progressed forward from where more people are not seeing asking as help as a weakness. But what I do think is that I think that we are still stuck in the butting of heads, the resistance around needing to be broken in order to ask for help, Mm -hmm. you know, needing to hit a rock bottom before you move up, needing to fall down before you can move forward. And I really wholeheartedly believe that, you know, you can ask for help just because you believe you're worthy of a new perspective of gaining a new skill. You don't have to wait until you're broken. And so I think that's one of the biggest gaps that I see is that people still wait too long. Mm. They are their own biggest obstacle. You know, it's like the thing that holds people back from their success and their potential is number one, I think that And the second piece of that would be, you know, they're stepping on their own toes, because they're so convinced that what they know, or what they don't know determines like how they move or what's possible for them, your potential is something that you can't 
can't fully see yourself Mm -hmm. because you're in yourself. Like we don't, I believe that I have things that are untouched. You have things that are untouched. And in order to actually be able to see and uncover that potential, it requires it being a collaborative effort. So I think that there's, you know, the gap of still being a little behind in that, like, let's wait till it's broken to fix it. I think there is the gap of us believing that our goals or our potential are things that we can fully see right now. Mm -hmm. And I also think that there is a gap in us as women still being so independent and determined to follow other pathways versus creating our own. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge gap is that we feel like, well, they've, there is a path for me to follow and that is how it's been done. And so I will follow that versus believing in yourself enough to create your own path, to forge your own path, to say, this is new and I haven't seen it done before, but let me try. Let me see what happens if I put myself in this experience. Brilliant. Brilliant. I almost liken it to the situation where if somebody hasn't hit rock bottom and we don't wish that on anyone, but there are still improvements in relationships or in your success and things that are going on in your life that you know every single day the hope and the goal is for you to be continuously curious and continuously improving yourself so that tomorrow is a better day than yesterday and when people get into a situation where there is a numbing or there is almost like this functioning addiction if you will and they don't mm. perceive that anything is really wrong like they're keeping their lives together so what's the harm it's that they're not even recognizing that little by little things are getting worse when they could be getting mm. or should be getting better And I think that that's the part that is so difficult for people to see in themselves without. And what happens is I think that the reminders just seem like nagging when other people are trying to say, hey, you know, maybe this isn't quite so great for you. Then they're like, yeah, I'm I'm actually doing fine. Thank you very much. And mind your own business. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just curious. What is that ultimately will break through to somebody and say, you know what, this is actually a really good thing. Perhaps there's a better way. Perhaps there's things that you can be doing that are healthier and not as, you know, destructive. Yeah, it's the belief that you're actually worthy of having that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because for so many people, it's when it comes to self-sabotage, self-destruction, even if it's subconsciously, you don't even recognize that you're doing it. It is because there is some sort of belief that you're holding that you're not deserving of anything better. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why women hold themselves back financially. It's like, again, that ingrained feeling of like, I can only have have this much, you know, I can only be like, this is my, this is my capacity, whether that's for love or for wealth or for clients or whatever it is, like you shortchanging yourself because you have the belief that more is greedy and Mm -hmm. you have enough. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many people wait until something's broken to fix it. That's why so many people, you know, are holding themselves back from having more because they're like, well, I have enough. A lot of my clients are very externally successful, Mm -hmm. very successful businesses. And yet they still find that there's this like nagging feeling, like you said, of like something's going on here. And it's like, they're lacking balance in their lives. They're not truly fulfilled by their work or their relationships. And there's always something like you said that, that we can do to improve. And that's why coaches have coaches. That's why therapists have therapists. Like it's so important to be connected to other people and just hear the different 
perspectives and be asked the hard questions, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Previously in my life, I think that everybody would agree when I would say, yes, I was a workaholic and it was just this constant striving and ambition and competitiveness to get ahead. And though I had a certain amount of success in my life, you know, financially and then career wise, I wouldn't necessarily say that I felt fulfilled. I felt like I was kind of on this autopilot that I was doing it to just almost get to this external level of success of what is defined by that. And certainly I got to a breaking point. I got to a place of burnout for many different reasons. And I had to step back from that and be like, you know what, it's okay. And and I've really learned to prioritize happiness. It looks different. It feels extremely different. Every day is like so abundant, like the abundance I feel in every single day now of just being able to breathe and see nature. And it's just like, I feel so completely different, but it, it is the balance of how, you know, to manage getting into a place where you feel that you're financially being fulfilled as well as feeling like you're completely happy with how you are operating your life without getting to a place of burnout or, you know, mental unwellness, if you will. Yeah. Finding that balance, I think is probably one of our greatest challenges that we have as people is like, how can I check all of the boxes? And like, that's one thing that I've really devoted myself to is like living and being the constant reminder to women that like, you can have it all. You know, I was unwilling to sacrifice my ambition and my purpose through my business to be a mom, but I was also unwilling to sacrifice being a mom for my business. So I've always built and I teach my clients to build their businesses around their life, build your career around your life, build, you know, what you want has to come first, prioritizing yourself and your fulfillment. And if you do that from the foundation, if your foundation is built on your happiness, like like you said, in like prioritizing that, then you do do the things differently. You set different boundaries. You say no to different things. And those are like the key little shifts that people have to make to where it's like, wow, I can breathe. I do have space. Like I am showing up fully more energetically aligned in my work. And I'm also able to be present with the people that I love. And I think that is true, true freedom, right? Is being able to live and like move throughout your day to where you're like, I can make the choice of like, what is my intention in this room? How do I want to show up in this room? Where am I? Am I fully present without like anxiety and fear and doubt and your to-do list following you into every room that you enter too? Yeah. And you talk about creating long-term sustainability and success. And I really think that that comes down to it. Like if you are operating at a place that is not sustainable, like you're constantly on the go, you're not getting enough sleep, you're not taking care of yourself physically and you're emotionally, your relationship's start going by the wayside because you're so focused on work or contrarily, if you think about yourself as being like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit back on my laurels and I am enough. A lot of people nowadays are saying, yes, I am enough. But does that mean that you're just, that that's it. You're not going to get any more yeah. or that you're not deserving of any more. Like to me, that's a little bit of a strange thing to say is like, I am enough the way that I am. And, and then it's like, yes. that's it. I'm done. I'm enough. You know? So I think that there's a healthy balance somewhere in between, right? Yes. And I love that you 
you brought this up because one of the things I say very, very often is that contentment can live in the same room as more, Mm -hmm. meaning that you don't have to like, just like you don't have to wait till it's broken to fix it. You don't have to not have enough to want more. Mm -hmm. And you don't just because you want more doesn't mean you're not satisfied with what you have. And I think that's the thing that it's that uncomfortable gray area, right? Like it's the all or nothing. We love quick fixes. We love, you know, fastness. We love speed. We love quantum leaps, all this stuff. And it's like you said that people are so attracted to these extremes. And it's like in business, people are like, oh, you need to run a feminine, a laid back, a flowy business. And I'm like, well, that doesn't work because you also need structure and strategy. And then people go to the other end to where they're burning themselves out and filling their calendars because they're like, I'm making moves. I'm doing the things. I'm like, the answer is in the gray. It's always in the gray the balance. Yeah. 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 I liken it to being satisfied with where you are, but eager for more. Like there's always this curiosity and this enthusiasm for more in your life. It doesn't mean to your point that you are not enough. It doesn't mean that you should just sit back and say, you know what, I'm done and I don't need to do anything because, you know, Mm. the universe is going to bring it to me. I mean, you need to take inspired action towards the goals and the things that you want to have. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's all also, like I hold the belief that like we are humans and we are evolved and evolution means growth. Like if we're not pouring into us in some sort of aspect, and it doesn't always mean, you know, a lot of like my business owners are so solely focused on business growth that sometimes in our coaching, I'm like, we need to actually focus on pouring back into like your health or let's pour back into like these other buckets of fun and play because it's so off kilter. So I think, you know, there's space for having it all. And, you know, you have to find your balance, but there is no point in which we just are supposed to stop growing. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Now you also talk about communication and effective leadership inside and outside the business. And I know that your clientele is primarily females, CEOs, business owners, entrepreneurs. And so Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you are finding that can be helpful for them to be able to either communicate boundaries or to be able to establish a a point of view for their company effectively? Mm, Like I will say that as a leader, whether you have a team of one or whether you are a mom and your leadership is being a leader to your children. I have the belief that like we're all leaders. Somebody's watching us. And as a leader, the most important skill that you can have is communication. Being able to communicate clearly is how you communicate effectively. Because so often women are like, well, I'm not getting what I want or I'm not getting what I need. And I'm like, are you asking for it? Are you clearly stating this is what I need? So when I'm talking to business owners and we're talking about their teams, it's like, are you giving them the details of what you need and when you need it and how you need it? And are you doing the same in your relationships? You know, so many people are with partners and they're not being fulfilled for whatever reasons. Are you asking for it? You know, and that's, you know, if we can take accountability for what's ours and say, okay, well, I'm actually not being clear about what I want. I'm holding unrealistic expectations for this person 
person on the other side and they don't have any idea of what I actually need because I'm not telling them. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, as leaders, we need clarity. We need to be really, really clear about who we are and what we want and what's important to us because the more clear we are on the back end, the more clear we can be on the front end to people that we come in contact with, whether that's inside or outside the business. So my client and communicating effectively is about them getting that clarity so that they can go and communicate that to the people inside and outside the business. That's so true. And I've been guilty of it myself. Not that I'm guilting myself, but I recall there would be many occasions where I would think to myself, well, that person should know what I want. If they really yeah. loved me or if they were really an exceptional employee, like they should know, they should have the talent, they should have the foresight to know what I want. But no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference in clear and effective communication and micromanaging too. It's different when you give your people space to do what is their zone of genius, what they're, you know, what they're on the team to do or in the partnership to do, but we have to pay attention to our words. And, and this is the part of growth is that we come from, you know, the generations before us, like we were not taught to communicate, not about feelings, not about and people, there's this weird gray area to where one of my CEOs, she's like, you know, do we talk about like feelings? And, the, and I'm like, absolutely you do. Absolutely. Because the more that you can bring those, you know, I'm not saying that you need to be best friends with everybody in your whole team, but like when you have people that work for you, if you care for them, they care for you and care and relationships are built by you being there and you asking those tough questions and you asking about where they see themselves in the company or or whatever it is and like what's going on what's going on outside of work and so I think a lot of leadership can be expanded upon or done better by just thinking about it more from a human to human connection yeah exactly you also talk about rewriting the narrative to show up authentically can you share what you mean by that yeah so I think that authenticity is like one of those words that we're like oh yes like it's a buzzword everybody shows up you know authentically and it's like every Every single person that I know, when I start working with my clients and they feel like, okay, I am my authentic self. I'm like, okay, let's peel back this layer. Okay, let's peel back this layer. So I think, you know, rewriting authenticity to like, what is your truth? What is not the truth that you feel like you need to show up for? Or you feel like, you know, it's almost like vulnerability became like performance art to where it's like, okay, I'm going to tell this story because I know that will attract people and that will get me business or that will get me attention. Mm -hmm. Like, so when I think about authenticity and like really being your true self, it's about removing the filters. It's about really taking away the performance aspect of it and really focusing on, can you just be yourself regardless of what your title is, regardless of what your purpose is, regardless of what kind of room you're in, can you just be yourself? Or does that make you uncomfortable? Because if there's discomfort there, then that's what needs to be addressed. Because for most people, I was just talking to a client and she's like, well, I kind of change what I say based upon like who I'm speaking to. Like if it's somebody like higher up in the organization and I'm like, there's still those pieces. So I think authenticity, most people are like, well, I'm being myself, but I'm like, what version of yourself? Mm -hmm. And so let's talk a little bit more about that because I think that that might be a little confusing and I'd love to get more clarity around that because yeah. 
certainly we are multifaceted human beings. And so when we step into, you know, a situation with our kids, we're not going to use the same tone as we are with a CEO of a company or, you know, a a client. And so when you say, well, I take a certain tone and is that wrong or is that correct? Is that perceived as being inauthentic or what is it that we feel is, you know, truly the way that we can show up as ourselves and still relate very well to who we are communicating to so that the message is received. Mm, Yeah. The key is like you said, you're going to be, I speak differently to my children than I speak right now, obviously. Right. Um, So it's not necessarily about the tone. It's about the core. It's about you being at the core, the same person, not necessarily putting on like, oh, I need to be, I'm not as confident if I walk into this room. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid when I walk into this room, I think of it physically, like when you're in the situation, you feel like the lump in your, the back of your throat, that is a filter that is fear. There is some sort of message in you that's yeah, being diluted. Like butterflies so. in the stomach. It can happen yes. in, in number in a number of ways. Yes, yes, exactly. And so I think that there's, it's important to be able to recognize that in our bodies and feel into that and breathe into that of like, is this, you know, is this an emotion or is this truly me filtering something? Because that's what will come next for people is that we'll feel like that excitement or that fear or that need to be a certain way. And then it's like, oh, now I have to change the way that I word things. Now I have to make sure I don't speak about that part. So like for me to give you a specific example, you know, I have a different tone regardless of where I'm speaking or if I'm talking to the kids or whatever. But at my core, I am so okay with my history, what I went through. I've released shame. I've released judgment. And so I don't need, I'm so unafraid of, I could walk into any room and regardless of somebody's income level, their title, whatever, and be myself and say, yes, that was my history. That was my past. This is who I am now. Mm -hmm. And so while the tone may change, the core doesn't. Mm. So for some people, it might be breaking through the discomfort of feeling shame or feeling that they are not able to necessarily release that trauma, like constantly bringing it back up, you know, triggers certain things. And so that is perhaps the deeper healing that needs to happen in order for them to truly feel that they can express themselves fully. Otherwise, they might be hiding or there might be this duplicity that starts to evolve out in trying to showcase a certain face or filter, as you say, with, you know, anybody that they're coming in contact with. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Is it's not, again, we're multifaceted and so we are different people, but it's all the same person. So what we have to be really cognizant of is what are you changing about the actual person? That's what I mean about core. Mm, Brilliant. And so you are a life coach. How can people work with you? How do they find you? And what do you offer? Yeah, so I have a couple of different options. It's very interesting because I am so weird about titles. It's like there's business coaching, there's life coaching. But truly, I have worked with women all over the world for 11 years now in different industries. And the best place to find me is on Instagram. That's, you know, my home place. And usually you can just DM me on there and have a conversation. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. I love helping women, you know, break through barriers and really free themselves so they can create, you know, their true potential and step into the power that's actually meant for them. Because that's what holds us back from living our purpose is we just make ourselves smaller. So yeah, that's where I hang. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kelsey Kenry. Please look her up on Instagram. I'll put all of her information in the show notes that you can find her. Kelsey, thank you so much for being a role models guest today. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm.